Welcome to Living by Faith Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Hillman. This is an audio resource for the members and individuals of Faith Baptist Church and their community. Join us as we search the scriptures and find the promises and encouraging truths of God's holy word that help us in our day-to-day walk with Christ. We hope that this podcast is a help to all who listen and that it is an example of what it is to be living by faith. Well, hello there, and welcome back to Living by Faith Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Hillman. We are so glad that you are back with us today for podcast number four. Podcast number four. Um, Again, I just want to take a moment to say that anyone that takes uh, any time at all to list, listen to these and that can get um, something out of this podcast. Uh, it is greatly, greatly appreciated by myself and by many others as well. So um, today we are going to be talking about a topic that you've probably heard a lot about. You have um, probably done this before. Some of you may have had this even as a job at some point in your life. Um, if I say the word waitress, does that bring anything back to your mind? No, we're not going to be talking about being waitresses today. That's not uh, not necessarily what this is about. Um, no, today we're going to be talking about serving, always serving as Christians. I would invite you to take your Bible and turn with me to Luke chapter 19, 12, 24, Luke chapter 19. Verses 12 to 24. Uh, while you are turning there, you know, I would lo- like to uh, mention the thought that as a saved ch- child of God, we know we should always be serving Him in everything that we do. Romans 12, verse 1 says, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So be it in sacrifice to Him, um, willingness to serve, or in a specific area, we should be obeying the Holy Spirit and God's word by serving him in any way that we can. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 9 says, wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. There, There is, if you've lo- looked around in this world by now, you've probably seen there is a lot of saving, if you will, of ministry work, of serving that needs to be done by the church, by Christians as well. You know, God needs laborers to tell others of his message and to bring glory to him. You know, friend, the world is a big, big place. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of people that need to be saved. I'm not sure of the exact uh, amount or number of people that are in the world, that would be something you could maybe uh, look up so- sometime. But there's a lot, and there are a large number of people that still have not yet heard the gospel. So we know that there is serving to be done, and we know that we are the servants to do it. Okay, so we know the problem. We see the issue here. There are souls that need to be saved. There's witnessing that needs to be done. There is work to do. And we know that we are the ones that are supposed to be doing the work. So how can we do this work? What are some of the ways that we can serve? So starting in verse, um, uh, if you have Luke 19, 12 to 24 with you, uh, read with me there. The Bible, Bible says, he said, that, therefore, 
A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. Uh, Continuing in verse 18, And the second came, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, Be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou laidest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury? Then he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. So here we see, and I'll just quickly summarize what we just read, but I think for the most part it's pretty straightforward. Here we see a master trusting to his servants a portion of, of money. He's trusting to them something that matters, a responsibility to them. The first servant does well. And again, one quick thing, he commands them to look over it till he, till he comes. And he says there in verse 13, occupy till I come. Uh, see what you can do. He gives them everything they need. He sets them up. And the first servant, upon the master's uh, arrival when he returns, the first servant has done well. He has gained 10 pounds and he has done what his master has asked. The second has done what the master has asked as well. And even though it's not to the greatest extent, maybe it's not the, you know, it's not as much as 10 pounds or 15, he, he has still received what his master has said. He, he has obeyed and he has uh, done exactly what his master has asked him to do, was to, which was to occupy till he came. The third, however, has not done anything at all and has kept his opportunities and resources the exact same. He folded it up in a nat- napkin and he, whether it was a fear or laziness, and it actually, I should correct myself there, it was a fear. Um, that the servant, he said in verse 21, for I feared thee. We have just been given a picture here of three servants that had three different outcomes. And friend, as a child of God and someone who is supposed to be serving him, I would like to ask you, what kind of a servant are you? Because 
something I would like to bring to your attention is that the moment you got saved, not only were you a child of God, but now you have a responsibility now to go out and share the truth that rescued you from your sin. What kind of a servant are you? What kind of a job do you do? When I was, I want to say I was about maybe eight uh, maybe even younger than that, seven or eight years old, I think. When I was a kid, we, we had jobs, as we st- still do now. Uh, we had responsibilities that we had to do as kids, uh, chores, if you will. And one of mine, when I was young, I couldn't do a lot that was required. Um, but one of the things I could do was I could unload, uh, help unload our dishwasher, which when you have six kids and uh, two parents, that's eight people, there are a lot of dishes to do. <laughs> so that was one of m- my jobs was unloading the dishwasher and more specifically unloading the silverware, taking it out, putting it in the drawer, sorting it out. You know, not not a hard job, but I can remember one day that I had uh, uh, an opportunity or I had something else I was more interested in than unloading silverware into a drawer. And I really didn't want to do it, but I knew I had to and I couldn't really get out of it. So I thought, well, I took a look around and nobody was looking. So as quickly and as non-quietly as I could, though I thought I was being quiet, I grabbed all the silverware and one big handful and dumped it into the drawer and said, that's it, that's done. I've done my part and walked away and went on with my life and got back to what I thought I was doing. However, uh, very soon, Actually, very soon, I think almost instantaneously, and again, she may not remember this, but my mother came back and opened the drawer to get something, I think she was cooking dinner or something, and opened the drawer to get a spoon or a knife or a fork and saw the uh, mess <laughs> that I had made and called me back and made me redo it. But friend, that little illustration, you are you that kind of a Christian? Is this you? Are you doing just enough to make yourself feel comfortable in how you serve the Lord? Are you coming up with excuses and fears to not have to serve Christ? I had an excuse as a young boy. I said, well, I would rather go play outside or I would rather go do this. And I just really didn't want to do it. The servant there in the parable had an excuse as well. He was afraid of his master. He said, well, I don't know what it was going to be like. And if you were going to accept me for what I had done, I mean, the other guy had 10 pounds. Am I supposed to compete? And I know I can barely, I can't even get 10. What am I supposed to do? You know, are you making up an excuse or a fear to not serve God? And friend, you you know, the only thing is that showing up to church and, and living the Christian life and being a good Christian doesn't harvest the crop. When uh, Jesus Christ said, Uh, I'm sorry, let me find the verse here, which I don't believe I have. Um, Anyway, I'm sorry. He said that the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are, are, are few. Friend, we are called to go out unto the harvest and to win the lost. But just being a good Christian and just going to church isn't gonna cut that, isn't going to do that. God needs us always willing and diligently working for him to serve him. So what can we do? How can we serve? I'm going to give you three quick things and then we are going to close. Uh, For one, we can serve in the 
ministry in our own personal churches and lives. Um, I know our church personally has a lot of places where we as individuals can serve. We have ministries coming up. Probably by the time you're hearing this podcast, we are involved in them by now, but they are still, we still need people to go door to door, to come out and to help us tell others about Jesus Christ and what he did for them. We need people on the street corners to hold the signs. We need them to come out and to testify for the Lord and to reach as many people as we can. We need others to help serve meals for events, to help in a Sunday school class, and to sing in church. There are so many ways we can minister in our church alone. There's places to serve. There's also, uh, the second thing is we, we should also serve each other. Maybe if you aren't able to serve in the ministry necessarily, you may not be able to go door to door. You may not be able to hold a sign to come to different outreach opportunities that we have. You can still encourage someone who can. You can still help those in the church who have the will and the ability to do that. If you have maybe resources or you have um, in any way, again, I don't know, you can kind of uh, use your imagination here. Maybe it's transportation, maybe it's uh, resources. I don't, you know, providing them with what they need in order to work in the ministry. If that's something that you have, that can be a great, great help. Uh, Hebrews 10, 23 to 25 says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Um, Pastor talked about this, I think, in the beginning of our uh, little combined Sunday school group that we were doing of how we, we should be provoking one another unto love and to good works. And friend, that's something you can do. Moving on to the third and final one, lastly, we should be serving in prayer. We should all be praying, and this goes for everyone. Uh, we should all be praying for those involved, for those that are out and serving the Lord. We should be asking his guidance, his 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 care, his protection on each. And friend, I think the point that I'm trying to make here, uh, what I want you to see is that there is something for everyone in this church. And, you know, there's a job. Maybe it may not be the same job all around, but everybody can be doing something. Friend, they need to be one. We need to rescue the perishing. We need to care for the dying. We need to bring them in from the fields of sin. And there are so many ways we can do this together as a church. And I just want to say, I praise the Lord that I look around every week, every Sunday and Wednesday night, and I see people out and about and serving God and living for him. And friend, I understand as well that 
Uh, there, there are other things that keep us. Sometimes there's sometimes if you have a job, um, I understand as well. I just got a second job recently somewhere, and it's taking up a lot of m- my time. And I don't necessarily always have that spare time. I just have a responsibility to that job. I understand, but friend, if you have the ability to, or you have the option to, and the time. And the resources, friends, start serving God now and give that to the to the Lord, friend, because it's going to profit you, and it's going to profit Him more than it would that if you kept that extra time and re- resources for yourself. Now, uh, Hebrews eleven six, and one more. This is a little extra piece here. Says. Um, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Friend, it's impos- impossible to do this without faith. Even just the smallest thing, the smallest um, little, and going back to last month's podcast talking about pride, how you can't even get out of bed in the morning without God. And we need to have faith in the Lord that he will give us the strength and the ability to do these things, to help to serve him. You know, it's impossible to do this on our own, right? The calling is too great and it's completely above our strength, but it isn't above God's. You know, I can, and one more little story here as well. Personally, I'm just sharing my personal testimony here. I have a hard time with going door to door. I personally uh, struggle in my Spirit, I get at times I get scared to death, and uh, part of it is because I do have a little bit of a speech issue, as you can probably tell by now. <laughs> um, but you know, and I also sometimes feel a little awkward uh, knocking on someone's door on their personal property and taking away from their time. But nevertheless, friend, those are all just my personal fears, and the devil is going to try to get you out of the game. He's going to try to get you benched, and he doesn't want you in there serving. He wants you to be the Christian on the side that doesn't enter. Friend, um, one more verse here. 1 John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And friend, that says it all because if God is in us and he is greater than us and he is going to empower us, friend, if we have faith and access that, he is going to help us to always be serving him and to win others to Christ. So friend, let's press forward serving him always, which is our reasonable service to him. Now, uh, we just spent about the last 18 minutes talking about serving and I want to talk just the last two about Maybe you don't know what all this service stuff is about, what I just said. And maybe you heard me say that there are people out there that need to be saved. And maybe you are one of those people that needs to be saved. Friend, if you're listening to this and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you have never, if there has never been a time where you have acknowledged and admitted to him, that you are a sinner deserving of hell because of what you have done and sin is anything that we say, do, think that that is against God, that God commanded us not to do. If you believe that that is deserving you, that earns you hell, 
but that the Lord Jesus Christ loved you so much, he came down to this earth and he died on that cross and he shed his blood for you. He lived a perfect, holy, sinless life all for you. Can you imagine that? Having someone completely dedicate their life just to save you. Friend, that's what the Lord Jesus Christ did, and he rose again the third day, and he is now alive in heaven with an eternal home, and he is now waiting for you to accept him. Call on him today. Friend, I am not asking you. I am begging you, please. If you are not saved, again, what I just said, please believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, thank you so much for listening to this month's edition of Living by Faith Podcast. Let's go forward now, always ready, always willing, and always depending on the Lord to serve Him. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you for listening to this month's podcast. We hope you will join us next time as we continue to search the scriptures and rejoice in God's wonderful holy word. Thank you for listening, and God bless.